の時だ Welcome back to the Nostalgia Plus Ultra Podcast. My name is Nostalgia. Joining me is As Told by Zoe. What's good, my guy? What's up, man? Big chilling, man. I'm super excited for today's episode. Um, we're doing a little something different, kind of, I guess you can kind of call this like a new type of our type of podcast for us as far as episodes go. Um, it's something that I kind of came up with and something that Zoe, me and Zoe talked about for a little bit. It's called uh, The Jukebox. Um, and I'll just kind of go into a little bit of a explanation on what that is, is basically so when you kind of think about the or when I kind of think about the aesthetic of Nostalgia Plus Ultra, um, I kind of think about it in terms of obviously the one side where we talk about anime and video games, other nerd shit like that. But at the core of me and Zoe's, you know, friendship and how we've kind of you know grown as, as friends and homies over the years is primarily based on uh, on our love for sharing music with each other. Like, that's kind of like a big thing. I mean, him bonded and kind of shared like the kind of music we're into, the kind of rappers we're listening to, like new uh, artists that were coming up that we might have known, putting us on to new stuff. And that's kind of like the biggest thing for the both of us. And that's kind of how, funny enough, that's kind of how it started originally with us making the podcast. It was mostly going to be about music, but... I know Zoe got bit with the anime bug, and so I kind of we kind of just hopped on that kind of wave. But um, so introducing the jukebox. What is the jukebox? Basically, just uh, podcast episodes that are their own standalone thing where we basically just talk about music, um, not really anime related uh, topics at all. Mostly just us talking about uh, music, like themed episodes where we talk about artists or mm-hmm. stuff where we talk about uh, certain questions that we might have. Obviously, we give album reviews and other stuff like that. So I know if you've been listening to the podcast, uh, for the most part, how like, in our short time of doing this, I know you notice that we do a lot of music recommendations on the back end of our episodes. Uh, we've not been 100% consistent on every single episode doing a music recommendation, but uh, if you've stuck around to the end, we usually give some good uh, music recs. And ones that, you know, not many people would, you know, think about not very mainstream uh recommendations we try to keep things uh fresh put people on to new music and that's something that we like to do so mm. uh just trying to pivot not going away from the anime stuff but just more separating the two sometimes there'll be some episodes maybe we kind of can join the two like i already have an idea for some uh anime and music uh some more anime type music episodes when it comes to the jukebox but for the most part it's basically just us talking about music and um uh, the jukebox is going to extend uh, past just us doing these episodes. Um, I kind of want to make a, a playlist where we, me and Zoe, put together. Uh, we each, you know, pick five songs that we like that we want that we li- that are listening to for that week, and just kind of put it out there for people to uh, discover some new stuff. You know, it's it's always cool that uh, I can get to share my music taste, and he and Zoe gets to share his music taste with all of y'all. So that's what we're gonna gonna try to do on a weekly basis. So sometimes maybe. If the both of us get hung up on work and, uh, and our scheduling doesn't work out and we get some stuff where, uh, you know, we can't put an episode out, the jukebox playlist could still go out and we could still put out some content for you guys. So that's basically where my mindset's at. I know, Zoe, uh, I know it's something you would uh, 
had agreed with and you thought it was pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. So, so, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited for, um, everything we got going on. So like, what do you, as far as, you know, uh, real quick, that way we can kind of, you know, do a little intro for it. Like what, what is your like base music taste when it comes to, you know, the music you listen to right now? Uh, I know, I know every, a lot of people say this is like, Oh, I listen to everything, but I don't know. I get, I have very much a diverse music taste. It's mostly rap. I do listen to a lot of rap. Uh, but you know, I like my, I like my indie pop, my, uh, alternative, some punk here and there, classic rock, R and B, uh, shit, jazz blues soundtracks from movies and tv shows uh not a country boy don't like country music i think the I only country the only country song i have on my phone is from buster scruggs so it's from a movie <laughs> um uh but yeah mostly hip-hop and rap it's kind of what i grew up on um yeah Weird saying that because I'm from Miami and a lot of people would say I grew up on like reggaeton and shit, which I got I got got some of that too, you know, Hispanic in my blood, but uh, mostly rap unless we're talking about the 1975. That's that's my number one. That's your number one. Yeah. Um. Well, so I guess for me, I'm a big like soulful type person. Anything that's kind of like jazzy or soulful, I'm all for it. That's you know when it comes to rap and r&b mm-hmm. and stuff like that i'm just kind of super big into like those kinds of artists in terms of you know that um i do have some alternative in my blood i, I know i tell i tell us people i tell us people all the time i didn't start listening to to rap music until i got to eighth grade like most of the time i was just listening to like alternative and uh and a lot of rock like mostly like green day uh kings of leon uh and a lot of like punk stuff you know like yeah. all-time low uh gym class heroes uh, Gym class Blink, heroes. Blink Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, those are my shit. Like All American Rejects. Like, those are like my. That was like my shit in middle yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the first like uh, album I listened to that was hip hop related was um, I think it was the I think it was Graduation by Kanye West. That was like the first rap album I ever listened to. And so like from there, like I I got deeper into like rap music, and that's something I listen more to now than I do anything else. But um, I do have a more diversified uh, palette in terms of uh, in terms of music. Recently, I know it's kind of weird. I listened to a lot of uh, uh, J-pop recently. Mm-hmm. Recently, J-pop's been like a big thing sure. for me. Uh, obviously, the anime anime OSTs. There's always going to be some, some place on the on yeah. my rotation for that stuff. Um, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, like the like '90s J-pop. <laughs> Like a lot of like the uh, city city pop. God, I can't remember the name of it. City pop. That was like a big thing that I'm into now. Like I yeah. have a whole playlist with that stuff. And so one kind of goal we want to have with the playlist especially is just to give you guys something different. Like obviously if we give you guys all rap or all R&B or all, all this other stuff, it's just going to get boring and bland. Like yeah. just kind of being able to mix and match uh, songs together you know sometimes they'll have like a themed one where we talk we just give all of one thing sometimes maybe but you know there's always one or two songs that anybody could grab from our playlists and put it there on rotation that's kind of like the goal for us in terms yeah. of this uh this these playlists especially and then you know 
it gives me and Zoe a chance with the with the episodes. It gives me and Zoe a chance to kind of talk about just music, and because you know he, I may watch a little bit more anime than he does, and uh, especially when it comes to seasonal anime. So we mm-hmm. might not you know have that much to talk about anime wise. So it's kind of one of those deals where we can kind of get uh, a pretty good discussion on something we both enjoy and listen to very heavily. So, um, so yeah, uh, I know. Today, as far as the the topics, you know, we got some album reviews on the back end. I uh, wanted to kind of get a, out of the way what the jukebox is going to be mm-hmm. for us. It's with this being the first episode we're doing. It, <clears throat> excuse me, that we're doing it. Um, and so, but I know you have a uh, you have a topic that you kind of want to cover today. Yes. Uh, so you can, you know, you have the floor. Go ahead, my I guy. I have a weird, almost love hate relationship with an album that came out recently. Okay. Um. You know, I think uh, I wouldn't credit MGK as like the one who brought back pop punk, but I do think he kind of helped it with his last album. I think he yeah. kinda, he kind of pushed it, and I'm not gonna lie. Besides his cover of Misery Business, because that that shit sucks. I did I did really enjoy his his last album. I'd. I thought it was fun. I thought it, it you know, nostalgic kind of. Um, yeah. With that being said, whoever's listening, I don't like MGK. I don't like him as a human. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I enjoyed his album. I thought I thought it was fun. But um, it it's all him bringing like pop punk back into like the light almost to the mainstream light. It's kind of caused this weird trend on tiktok uh because this this album that i want to talk about i found it through tiktok um for i don't know if if i I, i'd sent you the album for those of you who don't know i found this this artist named sueco his his album it it was fun while it lasted yeah. The reason I found him is because he looks like Paul Dano. He looks like the Riddler. <laughs> so I'm like, who the fuck is this? And he kind of plays into it. He like made a TikTok where he's like, I just made my acting debut. <laughs> he's like kind of funny. But I listened to one song, uh, Drunk Dial. And I th- I think that's one of the better songs on the album. It's catchy. It's fun. It's nothing crazy. I, I would like you would hear it on the radio, but you know, it's catchy. It's whatever. So I decided yeah. to listen to the rest of the album and I'm not like you wouldn't catch me at warp tour back in the day because I was very young. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I liked my, my fair share of pop, uh, pop punk and alternative music, shit like that. And it's just the feeling nowadays of pop punk is so weird it's very i want i like i feel bad saying this but it almost feels corporate Cor- like how? kind of like i like half of the shit like the new songs that that lil uh, lil wayne that mg came has at mgk has released it's he released two songs with lil wayne that's why i said lil wayne uh they don't they don't it doesn't sound as fun as his last album and it, there's a lot of words that pinpoint 
like his song with Willow Smith. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with an emo girl. It's like that's very much ew. Like you're you you you're you're saying the word emo because a higher up told you, oh people people are into this. People are into emo girls. So you should say that. And that yeah. that's almost what kind of like some parts of the Swaco album feel like. I don't think the Swaco album is the worst thing in the world. I don't. I just think it feels weird. I don't know how to explain it. Like <laughs> again, that song "Drunk Dial," it's it's catchy. Drunk Dial, that's my style. He's talking about a girl. It's easy, catchy music. But then "Loser," which is which is the, oh, the one I God talk talk to you about. Oh God! It literally starts off with, "If I had a death note, I would write my name on every page." Dude. And it's like, it's like someone told him to mention mention something that kids like, kids like, and it's anime, and two, try to sound as emo as possible to the point where it doesn't sound real. If you're depressed, <sighs> who's saying that kind of corny shit? Uh, bro, bro, for real. And it's it's almost again. I don't know the guy. I don't even have beef with the guy, Swaco. He's funny. I've seen some of his t- TikToks. Yeah. It's just, this, again, I have this weird feeling with this fucking album. And there's one song on this album. Did you hear the whole thing? I got, I can't remember what song I s- stopped listening to. Because, like, I mean, me personally, just full mm. disclosure, pop punk is not something I'm, I'm actively listening to. Especially sure. in the current, current yeah. like, age right now. So, like, sure. it's not something I'm currently listening to. So, it's not necessarily my favorite thing in the world sure. so me listening to this album wasn't the most enjoyable experience for me sure. but it is what it is go ahead <laughs> um there there are a few songs on here and th- this is another thing that like i i would say it started with uh shit maybe even uzi but it, it kind of got big with um juice world because mm-hmm. I, I, I was okay go ahead keep going juice I, had world, a about, I had a question and it was pertaining to that Juice World kind of brought back, you know, the emo style, rocker ish. Even though he he made he rapped, but you know, yeah. it kind of had that feeling to it. Um. So th- there's a lot of songs in here that like have 808s instead of like a drum, instead of like actual drums, like a drum set. Yeah. And sometimes it would kind of like I was like, ah, this doesn't really match, but whatever. But did you hear the song Motel Six Six Six? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, that is that's that song is bad. It starts off <clears throat> with a synth. And I'm like, okay, this sounds a little like more poppy. And then like the first verse is is double time uh like drum set, like Travis Scott like like that. And I'm like, okay, it sounds kind of cool. He's mixing like a uh, synth with guitar. Yeah. Uh, uh with drums. <clears throat> and then after the first verse, it goes back into the 808s and it doesn't leave. And I'm like, okay, this song sounds, it gives me the same vibes as like a 2012 music video where it takes place in Miami and it's a dude in a pool with a bunch of girls everywhere. That's what it sounds like <laughs> until oh, no. the end of the song where he goes full hyper pop. And it's like, like auto oh, yeah. voice, high pitch synths, 
the 808s are are like distorted and i'm i'm sitting there and i'm like this song has no idea what it wants to be you you hit me with the travis barker drums then you hit me with the 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 2012 tile cruz sounding song not tile cruz and now you're trying you're hitting me with like walmart 100 gex is that what is that an upgrade or a downgrade it's a dude walmart 100 gex that's crazy 100 gex sounds like they're from walmart but like either way <laughs> it's the it's the va- the value brand <laughs> i don't know it's it's again it's can you be worse than 100 gex i don't think is that so. possible actually i'd rather listen to this song than 100 gex <laughs> if i'm being in, in all honesty but oh my God. Hey, it's like this back in the day back in the day meaning two, the great year of 2004 <laughs> uh, I don't know like pop punk was like felt more rebellious than it is now yeah like that's the whole point of punk that's why it's called punk music like you're a punk you're rebelling yeah. against cops and, and this and that and, and yeah sure fucking Blink-182 has their fair share of song of girls but yeah. again, I like I love Blink One Eighty Two and and I don't know they made it sound this one. This album, when he talks about girls, it's like he's like almost rapping. He like yeah. like he says shit like, "Cause I got hoes, but I want you," and it's like, "What are you trying to be? What, are you what do you want to do?" And I get it, I get it. Like we're we're in the age. Again, I grew up on a bunch of shit. In middle school, I would listen to uh, Boys Like Girls. Loved, loved Ooh. Boys Like Girls. They were good. But but also, the first album that ever got me into music music was was uh, Late Registration by Kanye West. Like, I was listening yeah. to everything. Listening to hip- so, I get it. Maybe he grew up like that. I would say he's around our age. Maybe he grew up uh, listening to rap. But also listening to, and he wants to like mix everything. I'm just saying it's like the the new state of what punk music is is. And I oh my god, I I just heard myself say that, and I sound like such a boomer. Yeah, I sound like <laughs> b- back in my day. Oh my we god, we didn't bro. have rap music. <laughs> I mean, yeah, go ahead. Go, I mean. Real quick, um, let me take a quick break. I'm going to come back and give my question and thought. Real yeah, quick. go ahead. Go ahead. All right, and we're back. So I I guess my thoughts on it is just like it kind of comes with a question. So do you think that because, you know, like with the re- like, you know how there was a big influx of like s- the SoundCloud wave and how that kind of came about? Yeah. Do you think those people now are kind of pivoting towards going more pop punk? Cause you know what the way the way the SoundCloud rapper, I guess wave worked was a lot of. Obviously, you had like guys like Ek, uh, Excitation. You had guys like uh, shit. I can't remember like everybody that was on there. That Juice. wave, Juice, all those other people. I know like Juice is a prime example of it. You know, re- God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's. I guess that was like the pivot for people, like the emo rap kind of thing. Was the more pivot? Yeah, I to think. Go into that I think if Juice and Peep were still alive, right? I think that those two would, but shit. If we're being honest, I think the SoundCloud scene died. 
it, I, I think it's dead. I think it died because the music isn't isn't good that anymore. good. It, because like, what it, Cardi's not doing the same thing he did when he did in SoundCloud. And uh-huh. I'm not the biggest Cardi fan, but you do, it's working. Whatever he's doing is working. You gotta respect it. I don't yeah. like Cardi at all, but you gotta respect what he's doing. I think like, Cardi. Denzel Curry kind of came up with that wave too. Started mm-hmm. out with SoundCloud rapping. XX Tastion, God rest his soul as well. Um, you know, you got um, uh, what is his name? Good lord, this is gonna kill me. Um, six nine. No, that's, that's six another. Nine. That's another one that fell off too. Yeah. He, oh, what is his? What is his? Ski mask. Ski mask. Ski mask barely puts shit out anymore. I know, but I'm saying, like, that kind of wave of guys, like, they made some good-ass music. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. in that SoundCloud wave. And, like, their persona was definitely of – Trippy Red, too. Of that of that persona was definitely, like, that real grungy-type artist. Yeah. Heavy on the drugs, heavy on that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Really grungy-type. Mm-hmm. So now but so – and they had a lot of, like, different off-kilter type of yeah, rapping. And, it was very and different. Making music, yeah. But that music was good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like the the SoundCloud rapper thing just, you know, sometimes isn't really getting, you know, the same recognition because the, the quality isn't that good anymore. Trip, Trippy Red. Trippy Red's another. I, 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 Trippy Red didn't fall off. Not as bad really? as, 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 um, ah, fuck. He's another Florida rapper. I forgot his name. Oh my God. He, he did a really bad freestyle. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, no. Not Ski Mask, man. It's not Ski Mask. Ski Mask is pretty good. What is his no, name? No, yeah, I, think, I like Ski Mask. I, I think I, I can see his face. I just can't recognize his, his name. Yeah, but what, either way, what I was saying about Trippy Red was... I think if he wanted to go full pop punk, I think he would have done it already. But I think he has, like, his own sound. Which is kind yeah. of... It's kind of a mix. It's it's He has, like, that punky look to him mm-hmm. uh and i think i don't dude even his his music sounds more rebellious than most of the pop punk shit that's coming out now that's what i'm saying and i think the quality is a, is a thing too so it's like a lot of people are trying to come up with that same kind of formula like mm-hmm. with the with, with that kind of grungy type approach to music in yeah. general but aren't really doing it well when it comes to adding 808s and other beats behind us a lot of hi-hats and shit like that that kind of stuff, you know, it's not working. So people want to switch and, you know, turn to doing more of a pop punk thing. Literally, it's literally just what happened with MGK, 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. with with the fact that, you know, started out rapping, but still had that same kind of persona where he was, like, the real, like, punk. You could tell you he was, like, a punk rocker. I'm a rapper, wild basically. boy. That. Wild boy, yeah. But I'm not even going to talk about that song. But, I'm just like, you, but you see what I'm saying? Like, he's, like, a very... Yeah. That kind of punk rock approach to rap, and then once he realized that rap wasn't hitting, he just switched to pop punk, and yeah. now he's very now he's way more popular than he would have been had he stayed rapping. Yeah, and so it's like so I think like a lot of like you know the way the SoundCloud music scene is going now, I think it's shifting towards like pop punk and hyper pop and a lot of like basically video game beats, hundred percent as fuck, <laughs> but as fuck very video game beats type, but. Some of that's not bad, no. but a lot of it is not hitting like how the 
old uh, sound. We like such boomers. How the yeah, old but, yeah. SoundCloud rapper like wave was going on. You know what I'm saying? I just I just remembered that guy's name. I was trying to think of Smoke Perp. Smoke Perp. Okay, yeah, that's who I was he thinking. Fell off. Him and Lil Pump fell off so hard. That's what, bro. Lil Pump has not released. I don't think he's released music in a in a minute. Not even shit that we can say is like, nah, he hasn't released anything good. No, he hasn't released the, music. <laughs> the last thing I remember about Lil Pump is him endorsing Donald Trump for president. That's the last thing I remember him doing. Uh, I would like to bring up Lil Pimp. Lil Pimp. Yeah, that was funny as fuck. <laughs> that was funny as fuck. Um, but yeah, like that's, yeah. I just think, you know, pop punk is in a, I guess for, I guess for you, because I'm not really listening to it. it it's, it's in a weird state. It, it's, it's, a, it's an odd state it's because another thing is like it's it's the it's the personas of a pop punk artist i would say are are very different now you you wouldn't catch again i I bring them up because they're they're the easiest they're one of the easiest targets you wouldn't hear blink 182 talk about i have hoes you know yeah it's 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 very different and either either i'm jaded and old and and looking at the 2000s with rose tinted glasses or maybe people agree with me maybe they'll listen to swaco and be like hmm, this is odd this is a weird feeling yeah because I, I i genuinely want to like the album you know yeah. i like that type of music it's just odd yeah i feel you. i think um, and kind of going back to the TikTok you said before we started recording, I think a lot of times now people are trying to have this like 2021 pop punk persona, but yeah. make music, but make 2004 music and they don't correlate. Yeah. For context, I sent, I sent Taylor a TikTok before this, that, that kind of goes into this feeling. It's, um. Maybe you guys have seen it. I've seen so many people duet that guy and like roast him. Uh, it's a it's a, a creator named Andy Negative. And first off, it's he starts off with, "This is a song for all the kids, all the weird kids who ever felt left out." Which one already off to a bad start? Like, dude, I get it. You 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 want to make a you want to make a song for for like how you felt as a kid. All right, yeah. that's fine. Don't say that Disney Channel ass line. <laughs> uh, just just play me your song, G. You know. Yeah. Um, and then you you just clicked something in my head. His lyrics are like, "We're the we're the kings and queens of the glory days. We were raised on a dream." Uh, and then it's something about being beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you, you just said the whole, a 2021 attitude behind, uh, 2004 music. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I am old. Maybe the times have just changed. Maybe being rebellious back in the day was like, well, I guess it's, people are still saying fuck cops now. But okay. (laughs) But okay. uh, Yeah. But here's my thing. I think the rebellious nature changed because yeah. it's like because it's like now it's it's heavy like okay i it's you know fuck, obviously it's always gonna be like you know fuck the system fuck authority yeah. i'm gonna do whatever i want to do 
But instead of it being like that, I'm just going to, you know, do whatever I want to do. Now it's like, I'm just going to do hella drugs. <laughs> but it, but like it's like, in, in, in the case of, in the case of that guy in the TikTok, Andy Negative. Yeah. It's also like being inclusive is rebellious. Yeah. And I guess, wow, I'm defending him. I'm defending the guy in the TikTok. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I guess, yeah, it's rebellion has changed because the times have changed. And I guess that's why it's, it's normal for, for, for a a rock star to talk about how many hoes he has because it's it's changed hmm. because everybody wants to be a rapper, but nobody can actually do it. Yeah, that's my that's my biggest thing. Everybody wants to be a rapper. Everyone wants to have that rapper type of type of lifestyle. It was the funniest shit. Like, um, I watched a clip literally last night. And ironically enough, we're gonna talk about his album today, uh, Benny the Butcher. Mm. He was like, he goes, "Why are rappers, you know, this glorified when it comes to the context of everything?" He was like, "Oh, I got more money than rappers. Well, I'm living this this way that's better than rappers." It's like, what do I gotta do with anything? Like. Go get more money than the dudes on the Forbes list. Go get more money than go live a certain type of way than people that that are on the runway. Don't try to compare my life to a rapper. Like oh, I'm, I'm just a guy that made it out the hood. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things. And so like people see how popular rap is and still try to implement that kind of approach to other genres of music. Sometimes it works, mm. but in the case of like Swaco, it might not work all the time. Sure. Yeah. So, like, I think that's a big thing, too. Um, also, breaking down, uh, what's his name? Negative, his lyrics, right? <laughs> Sorry. Just break out his lyrics for a second. Yeah. The, the last line was very much a great pop punk line where he was like, We, uh, even though we're penniless, you st- even though you're penniless, you still are like royalty to me. That's a great line. That sounds, that sounds like, like, uh, Fallout Boy in their prime. <laughs> exactly. It's great. But, he also has to be specific on, I think the way, of course, people want to race right next to my fucking house, apartment. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. People be, bruh, no. People want to, like, race their whatever down that street, that strip of line. Because there's, like, no, obviously the speed is 45, but, like, there's no, like, cops in the area that sure. are really around there. So they'd be flying down that shit. It's yeah. annoying. But, okay. Um, you got to be specific about you know, raised on a dream. Cause that dream is different now. You know, I was like, Oh, this is other boys and girls that are raised on the dream. What dream are you talking about? Because obviously back in 2004, in the early 2000s, we knew exactly what that dream was. Right. We understood like what the kind of values and morals people had in, in the two, early 2000s. Those have definitely shifted now. Mm-hmm. So what could you possibly be talking about in terms of being sold on a dream? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? What is that supposed to mean now? Because that's kind of the epitome of the punk, like, you know, lyrics. He's like, I- I'm going to give you the obscure lyrics, but they have a meaning in terms of how I view society in the world. Or, you know, you know, or you're, t- or you're talking about a woman. You know, it's like talking about getting yeah. a woman or how, like, society goes in terms of that kind of deal, too. But, again, values, morals, outlooks on life change, mm-hmm. especially with it being 2021. A lot of stuff is getting to the point where it's more inclusive now and it's more, you know, people that are our age are a little more accepting of things. You know what I'm saying? So 
what what dream are you being were you being sold? What be, what dream are you being raised on at the time? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? So I think it's like a different kind of you know, I guess I, I guess it's like something you got they got to like be able to flesh out first before they can really try to emulate that pop punk sound. Mm. So like that's just that's just me though. But um, you got anything else? I, I think it's funny you brought up the Juice World take, and I was gonna ask a question on that, but you kind of already covered it. I we, we kind of went further on this than I expected. We kind of got to a few answers. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> or at least our own personal answers. Yeah, at least. yeah, yeah. <laughs> on what we would like to see, because maybe if that's the case, I'll I'll listen to it again. Like I still listen to. There's some songs that are that will never leave my music rotation that are punk song, pop punk songs that are, you know, that I liked back in the day. Hell, like a big trend. I don't even know if this is considered pop punk, but a big trend now on TikTok is putting Dear Maria Count Me on every anime OP ever and seeing if it works, which alternative. Well, most of the time yeah. it does. Yeah. So like, does. I mean, yeah, most of the time it does. I don't even, I can't even consider that song to be pop punk. It's like more of an alternative, yeah. an indie alternative type. But if you know pop punk went that direction, I probably could you know see myself listening to more artists that do that. Yeah. So I mean, as long as shit, if 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 the new people make shit that sounds more punky or alternative esque than than Fall Out Boy's last album, or they still making albums. I mean, they did their last album like a few years ago, but that shit was like all synth. I and, think at, and, that, at that point, you gotta hang it up. And uh, Green Day's last album sucked. They need to hang it up too. Uh, I'm sorry, they gotta hang it up. And, uh, and dude, Weezer's gotta hang it up too. Again, these aren't pop punk, but it, I'm just talking alternative in general. If you had a chokehold in the t- early 2000s and you're still making music now, you should have hung it up because. Oh, it's funny. I mentioned all those three bands because they like <laughs> went on tour together. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and it was like it was called. I wanted to go because I like their early shit. Yeah, that's all I need to. That's all I need to do. Just have a reunion. Just have every like five years have a reunion tour. Yeah, where you just do like your old shit, especially with Green Day. Could you imagine like the run they went on album wise? Yeah, man. Yeah, but <laughs> my 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 main point is if we make if we make shit that sounds more like alternative rock than they can, then I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fine. That'd be fine, but. Yeah, I think you know, if they do that stuff, I might I might give some more pop punk a listen. But sure. until then, it might not be my favorite you know genre yeah. to listen to. Um, okay, so going into the album reviews for this episode, mm-hmm. uh, first one I definitely want to talk about is "Who Cares" by Rex Orange County. Um, man, I care. What a great, I care. I ca- I care because album is fucking amazing. Yes. Um, so, I guess background on Rex for the both of us. Well, I mean, I have always been a fan of Rex Orange County. He's definitely in my probably top mm-hmm. eight or nine artists, like right now, currently as it stands. Um, I think his his music for those that don't really listen to him at all, he's a, a British British guy. His music primarily centers around um, girls, his like you know relationship issues. Um, and then every album has some sort of like this kind of journey to self-discovery mm-hmm. theme to it. And you can tell 
which each album passing the subject matter go, is getting better to where he's like you know fully like coming that that journey that that point where he's fine with his self-discovery and understands you know who he is as a person and what it means to be famous because you know, he kind of really he really blew up in yeah. terms of just his his overall like he really blew up in terms of overall popularity and uh, you can tell on this album he definitely struggles with that so i think it's one of those things because you know he's on a tile the create he's on a tile the creator album he's on flower boy uh, yeah i was about to uh, say i like he dropped one album and then got on flower boy that's wild yeah he has four total this would be the fourth one yeah I think because I can't remember the name of the first one, but then it's Apricot Princess, the second one, mm-hmm. Pony, the third one, which is my, which is I think was my one of my favorite albums ever, and arguably the best album of that year when mm-hmm. it came out. Yeah, but you know, and then uh, having and now with Who Cares, so he's been around for a while. Yeah, his subject matter is you know always developing, and it's you know this album is definitely his uh, his one of his best. Out of the four, me personally, I probably would pick Pony over Who Cares, but we can definitely go into like our review of this album. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to just talk about uh, Pony, but you, so what do you, what do you think? What do you think about like this album in terms of just overall? I I I don't know why I kind of noticed him talk about girls more in this one, even though he just does. Uh. I don't do I don't know. I just think he's so consistent. I I'll, I'll never listen to one of his albums and be like, "Yeah." Like I he just keeps I don't know how he does it cuz he he definitely has a sound. But he yeah. he keeps you know, delivering. He keeps surprising me. He keeps like And I, this one sounds a little more He he's continuing the trend from Pony. Pony sounded a little more upbeat, and then this one sounds yes. This one sounds upbeat, but a little more uh, groovy. He's got a little bit of swing in some of the songs. In in yes. in who cares? Uh, and uh, talking about the journeys that he takes in each album. I liked. Uh, I think P- Pony was about being more confident. I yeah. eat ten out of ten, you know. Uh, yeah. This one, I I like. It's it's more about uh just self acceptance and just who cares what anyone thinks. That's why right. it's called who cares. Uh, I, I I liked I specifically liked that that journey that he takes. You could kind of you could hear in each song how it kind of progresses. Um, yeah. Shit. And then a Tyler feature, always gonna bang. It's probably like I think "Open a Window" is probably his best song. I there. fucking love "Open a Window." "Open a Window" is so good. It's uh, definitely a it's a song about I can't really, like I guess my interpretation of the song is more so just you know like you know being more open to things kind yeah. of I guess and just or just not you know having this kind of very short sighted perspective on on people, on things, just every once in a while, you know, just, you know, let some fresh air in, get a new perspective on things. So I think it's really uh, important to kind of, you know, touch on that kind of thing. With him, with Pony, with me for Pony, I know it's about self-confidence, but more 
self-confidence as you start as you start to get more popular mm -hmm. like because he's becoming more famous like, now and like imposter know. syndrome kind of exactly the kind of imposter syndrome thing where you know he's getting more famous now he doesn't think he deserves it as well as you know people his family and friends you know are acting weird you know he made some personal decisions that may have affected those relationships but now he has to live with them and deal with them and this is just him venting about it in pony on here, it's like, well, okay, I, I've gotten to this point now where I'm super famous. I don't know if I did, again, still don't know if I deserve to have all this. Like he says that on uh, 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. where he's like, if I just quit, like, I mean, I feel like quitting a lot of times because I don't like the feeling of being this, you know, having all this pressure to be good. Like he always wanted to prove himself. That's a big thing too with this one album. He keeps talking about having to prove himself. I think it's in, in a lot of different ways, like prove himself to himself that he can do this um and then prove to i guess i don't know some random entity that he's okay with being an independent artist because i don't think he's signed by a record uh oh no he okay he's signed by sony but i think he's you know he's like quasi independent sure so like i think him wanting to prove that he can do yeah. it on his own is like a big thing i under the albums on Apple Music, they kind of say it, and it's uh, they say who the album was released by, and it says Wrecked Orange County under exclusive license to Sony. So yeah, I think yeah. he does most of his shit himself. It's just Sony kind of helps with at least releasing the album, but I don't think he has a yeah. Sony executive telling him like you know. Yeah, or when he's supposed to drop an album or whatever. And so, as far as the overall i guess production value of this album still the same as pony very has some grandiose background you know uh love inst his, instruments his, his use of strings his use of string instruments is great and then just him having something like that i could definitely tell the open a window was was definitely produced by tyler the creator mm. but i saw a thing where the majority of this album is, is very short it's only 11 tracks yeah um a majority of this album was produced by benny sings and you can definitely Fire. tell, considering, you know, you listen to one of your, you know, better albums of the past year of 2021. The B with, tape. Uh, with the B tape. Like, you can definitely tell that production value is on all over this album uh, from Benny Singh. So, he, you know, the both of them kind of went in on this project. I know Rex is really good with, uh, you know, orchestral instrument instruments with fused within his, uh, his, his music. His, his with, indie sound. Exactly. So, like, he'd, early on, it was more, you know, bed that kind of bedroom pop. Ironically enough, he started on SoundCloud, too. I know we just started talking yeah. about that, but this kind of bedroom pop type deal with his first album and with uh, Apricot Princess, you can start to see the transition in that second album because he started to add a little bit of, um, uh, you know, string instruments yeah. here and there, but nothing crazy. Because, I mean, his most famous song on there is, is not a string instrument type song yeah. it's heavy drums and heavy like indie rock type what, what song is that i forgot the name of it it was um was it what about me right uh that's a good one where is it at i have a play i have like a whole rex orange county playlist i gotta find it i had it oh it's um it's television and so far so far so ah uh, okay Television so far, so I, good. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a fucking good song, dude. Yeah, so like you could, so like with the way his 
I guess music has progressed. It's gone from very bedroom pop. Like you take Sunflower, like my favorite Rexroy County song, Sunflower. Mm-hmm. Not very orchestral. Another one of my favorites is Pluto Projector. And right on the back end of that, heavy yeah. string instruments. And so you, they, and that's all over this new album with string instruments and stuff like that. So I can definitely, he's in a good spot with his, um, Hell yeah. With his, uh, with his music. And I, I, I'm excited for the next one. But I'm definitely going to sit with this uh, for a while. So, um, so yeah, who cares? You know, we gave it a, a 9 out of 10. I, I, it's um, a 9 for me. Definitely a 9. Uh, I think there's probably a couple songs on here that, you know, like that, that we would probably would want to listen to other songs. Yeah. You know, there's, I think about, you know, 90% of, 90% of the album is, are, are songs that I will come back to. There's that small 10% of songs that I might not come back to. Like, but I like one in a million, but if if I'm listening to the whole album, I might skip it. That's a that's a that's a song you put on like an I Love You playlist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like it's not one I'm just like randomly listening to. It's just yeah. like a playlist like you'll put on for like a girl you like or some shit. But um but yeah, so like if that's the case, you know, nine out of ten for us. Boom. Uh, Re- Who cares? Rex Orange County, you know, go check that out. Um, second is one that I've listened to that uh, Zoe probably didn't really listen to all that much. It's, it's funny how our music tastes kind of diverge a little bit, um, where I'm not a bit, big fan of pop punk. He is. I'm a huge fan of, for some random reason, like drug rappers. <laughs> so, and it's, it's, yeah. it's weird because. Out of all the Griselda boys, I think Benny's my favorite. I just, I don't know. I was more interested in Rex, and I have a bias towards another album we're going to talk about later. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the album I want to kind of talk about is Tana Talk 4 by Benny the Butcher, uh, a Griselda product. Uh, arguably his best project Ever? that I've heard. That I've heard, to me. I think... So, okay, one thing I was listening to, so, okay, the plugs I met and the plugs I met too are phenomenal sure. tapes sure. from Benny. And and that that kind of style is my favorite type of Benny the yeah. Butcher, you know, subject matter. And that's all over Tana Talk 4. Burden of Proof is a great album. Burden of Proof def- is really good. But it's a more commercial album if you really want to think sure. about it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I feel that. And I have no problem with Benny's commercial songs like uh when you go down burn of proof like when you think about like songs like uh one way flight timeless um legend you know what i'm saying those are very commercial type songs timeless where he's like hard. where he's rapping for a more commercial audience yeah yeah on yeah, yeah. On, on the plugs i met series plus tana talk he's just rapping and that's it and it's and i love how like how rappers in this kind of lane, especially when it comes to like people like Griselda, Freddie Gibbs, and all those people, how they kind of pick one producer or one or two producers and just stick with that lane. Yeah. And it makes all their music 10 times better. Uh-huh. Like, so I don't know how much the split is between the two producers, but this is heavily produced by Derringer and Alchemist. And you know me, like, Alchemist is one of my favorite producers of all time. Alk is top 10 all time. Yeah, he's one of my favorite producers ever. So it's, it's kind of like how with, with, with Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib and Alchemist, low-key. But with, um, like, Alchemist has definitely been the big, like, 
X factor for a lot of Griselda guys, yeah. especially like Bully James too. And uh, Alk and Derringer did their fucking thing on this album, and it's and you can definitely tell the the griminess. The real grit in this album comes from them, but also just how Benny's rapping. Yeah. And I think it's like, you know, you go down the list, John P's Caddy uh, is a real, like, I don't know. I kind of compa- like, compare a lot of Griselda's music, d- depending on how it sounds, to New Jack City. Because that's like, it's like a movie that I, I grew up watching as a kid. Sure. Which honestly, probably should have been watching that movie as a sure. child. <laughs> but <laughs> I just kind of think about that kind of environment that kind of movie whenever yeah. i and american gangster too whenever i like listen to griselda and that so it's that, like, that makes sense you see what i'm saying so like john p's caddy has that same kind of vibe um weekends at weekends in the Perries is my favorite song on the album uh specifically because boldy james is is my favorite on like benny and boldy are like one a one b when it comes to griselda yeah um, but I probably a little more partial to Boldy, low key. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel that. Weekends in the Perry's uh, is a very like jazzy, soulful type uh, song. You know how my music take work, taste works. You get me with that every time. Yeah. Using a soul sample, you know, and all that kind of stuff, and it's just very, very chill and wavy. But you can definitely tell the. I don't know, like the confidence, the bravado in it. And then like one thing I like about Griselda in general, especially with Benny's music, is it's not like he's rapping. He's not rapping about his, his like drug talk and his gang stuff as if he's currently doing it now. He's mm-hmm. talking about he's he talks always talking about in the, in the perspective of like I did this shit, but I got out. And I'm yeah. just talking about what I used to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all all his subject matter when it comes to that kind of stuff is in the past tense and I think that's really important to note because when people start to talk about having all this violence and stuff in in their music a lot of the time it is from a first from a present tense perspective and I think him talking about it in more of a past tense perspective you know makes things a little bit like okay well I used to do this and now I got out and I'm kind of just talking about what I used to do and telling you hey you know any chance you get to get out of this shit, do it. That's basically the kind of the theme I get from a lot mm-hmm. of Benny's music. So it's definitely uh, cool on this album. Uh, he has the song Ten More Commandments," <laughs> which is a, de- definitely a, a Derringer, a Derringer beat. Yeah, I think um, it's basically like an extension of uh, Notorious B.I.G.'s um, Ten Crack Commandments." Yeah, and you know it's funny enough. Even, even one of the commandments that he has in the song is any chance you do, you have to get out is to do that shit. Because, you know, because he, he'll tell you himself, you know, probably with all his interviews and stuff, like, the shit's not fun, dude. Like, like none of these people became, like, drug dealers, like, uh, you know. Like, on purpose. Plugged, all stuff, on purpose. Like, it's just, like, the products of their environment, and that's just how they, like, how they got by. Sure. Is that the expense of other people in that area as far as creating more drug addicts? Yes. That's not a good thing. But it's just something that they, it's a product of their environment. This is what they had to do to survive. So I think it's important to kind of think about when it comes to rap music is, you know, people, especially with Benny, like, you know, rapping in the past tense, it's like, it makes things, you know, put things in a different perspective. Like, hey, he did all this shit, but he's done doing that shit. He's not doing that shit anymore. It's whatever. When you think about some of these other rappers now, they're talking about like they're currently doing it right now. And yeah. It's like you, 
you know, I hope you're not because you know it's not good, a good look for uh, you. Shit, one of one of Lil Durk's new songs. Uh, I I genuinely like this song. It was a single before he released the album. Have you did you have you heard Ah uh, Ah? Uh? Not yet. No, I didn't get literally the beginning it of it is. Uh, everything I say in this song, it's just like a movie. It's all props. Uh, just just in case, just in case the feds listening, nothing, none of this happened. Right. So kind of implying that yes, this did happen, and I'm currently doing it right now. It was just like, bro, why? Yeah. And again, you know, this is two guys that lived, you know, middle class, had no affiliation with the hood, talking about hood shit. I get it. Right? Yeah. You know, we don't really have too much qualification to talk about it, but I mean. With me, you know, personally, like having family members that are, you know, have that kind of that, that have had that kind of lifestyle. Sure. At some point, at some point in time, not anymore. At some point in time, yeah. right? Distant family members, the ones that I don't even interact with now. But you know, what I'm saying I, I I don't relate to it, yeah. but it's something that I, I've seen before. You know, what I'm saying something I've seen before. So yeah. like I can say, hey, like this is obviously not good, and it's better that you talk about it in the past tense and tell people to get out of that shit because you never know when you're going to get caught up with it because yeah so many rappers now there's the ones that are like on the way to make it you look at think of someone like tk like tk would have been a big as hell bro had he not actually done that shit bro <laughs> you know bro tk would have been the the next big thing yeah it's so that's that's all that's all i really gotta say about it but i mean Okay, so I'll getting into my I guess score for Tan Talk Four. I talk way too much about it. Um, <laughs> uh, I gave it a nine out of ten. It would be a ten out of ten, but but there's a problem that I have with Griselda songs, and that's the choruses and hooks. Okay. Okay. This is a per- this is a personal problem. Yeah, this yeah. It's not yeah. a personal like <clears throat> gripe. Nothing where like it's a huge thing. I personally feel like a lot of the hooks and choruses on Griselda songs should be done by other people or just not have them at all. Yeah. Okay. Like it would make the songs a little bit shorter. Like it would cut the song down by maybe like 30 seconds and you'd only have like two minute songs, but I would much rather have them just rapping for two minutes than to hear a very bland chorus and hook. You see what I'm saying? Bro. we you didn't mention this before the podcast started, but I have the same sentiment when it comes to most Griselda songs. I think honestly, out of out of the four, you know, Boldy, Gun, Benny. Oh my God! I for, who am I missing? Westside Gun. <laughs> no, I said Gun. Gun. Oh, Conway. And Conway, I think Boldy has the best hooks. Yeah. But that's because his voice is deep as fuck <laughs> yeah and it's like he has that kind of like um that vibe about it and 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 this doesn't have to go with all their songs because obviously they do there are some songs where you know only benny's voice can fit the hook or only yeah. conway's voice can fit the hook but <clears throat> i kind of agree fucking get benny on two to three verses and get i don't fucking know anyone else on anyone on, else on or just one thing i do I do like about them sometimes is in between their verses, just letting the sample play. Sure. 
like on uh, Weekend at the Perry's, like uh, Benny ends his verse and they play like a snippet of whatever is being sampled in between. Mm. And then Boley starts his verse. Yeah. And that was perfectly fine. It's one of my favorite uh, songs on the album. But you get a song like um, Tyson vs. Ali with Kanye the Machine on it. Yeah. Benny, that chorus sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Because all he's like, he says, he says the words like, okay, first off, the, 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 the vibe of the song is very grungy. It's like a low, like a, like very, a, a low underground type beat. And it's like really, I, I can't really explain it, but sure, like, sure, sure. it, it's not very high, like high tempo. It's very mm. low. All right. So him just saying the words Tyson versus Ali like eight times yeah. and then going into the rest of, oh my bad, going into the rest of the the chorus or hook or whatever, uh-huh. it's not good. Yeah. It doesn't work. And so it's like you could either have some different type of uh, thing in between the two, like play the sample is based off of, or just have Conway go right into the next, go into his guest feature verse and then end the song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like the song Tyson vs. Ali is a great song, but the chorus ruins it for me. And it's like, I mean, I don't know. So like I gave... Tan talk a nine out of ten just because of the fact that it just you know that's like my only personal gripe is just the fact that their hooks and choruses aren't that good. Sure. So, but that's it. Um, so yeah, there there is a, so another album on the list is one that you definitely got me to listen to, mm. and I just I I enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's a good album, but um, uh, you can go ahead and introduce it how yeah. you how you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Oh, we're about an hour in, so I'll I'll try to keep this one a little short. Um, Ex Exo Society releases their first, uh, I guess, collective tape, uh, called Deception Falls. Uh, Ex Ex Society is made up of Kill Bill the Rapper, Rav, Square, and Aerospace. <clears throat> and uh, I had I had a bias towards this album because uh, I'm a big YouTube guy. I know a lot of YouTube shit, and Super Mega is one of my favorite channels. And they're friends with Kill Bill and Rav, and they've been on the podcast. They've been on some episodes, and that's how I started listening to them. They're very underground, like the definition of underground. You'll listen to one of their songs, <laughs> and it's okay. They're underground rappers for sure. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Uh, I, I, I like Kill Bill and Rav I think the most I listen to them the most but I do like Square and Aerospace so I was very hype about this album and it's great it's honestly everything that I expected from them but the reason I gave I gave this album a 7 out of 10 7.5 7.5 7.5 out of 10 yeah is because a lot of their stuff a lot of the shit that all four of them rap about is like depressing shit yeah which was like yeah, I'll listen to the album in a critical sense, or even just to listen to it. I'm like, yeah, cool. But sometimes it gets a little too depressing, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> you know, I'm about to, I'm about to go hang out with my boys. I'm about to play Smash Bros. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a little hype here. Um, yeah. But actually, this is a good segue or a good comparison on how to make an anime line not corny. Okay. <laughs> with okay. With your teacher, Kill Bill. He's talking about himself. He's got all this bravado, deep-ass voice, big-ass fucking guy. And he just says it quick, and it leaves. Um, 
I'm trunks. I'm future trunks at the time machine. You could spot the difference. That all he says. That's it. Ten times better than if I had a death note, I would write my name on every page. Both depressing, uh, I guess, uh, not lines, but depressing artists that they talk yeah. about depression a lot. But, bro, Kill Bill's just hard, straight, to the point, and it leaves. He doesn't have to bring back, like, look at me, I watch anime, look at me. <laughs> right, like, they have a few, um, a few of them have different, like, anime or yeah. very nerd type lines in their songs like i know does aerospace say it or kill bill say it where he says i put my put my charizard in a pack or some shit like that uh, i think that's kill think bill that's kill bill yeah so one of them says that and i was like and they say it and the moment leaves yeah that's it right they just say it and they, and they kind of go but i don't know swaco has that has that line he has that shit the entire song the entire he says it like like eight times dude <laughs> But I mean, okay, for for me, I gave it an eight, um, and it, it's funny. Like, it definitely became one of my more favorite albums out of that weekend. Uh, there are definitely songs I'm gonna come back to and definitely put on yeah. my uh, my playlist, my rotation. Um, can't remember exactly the name of it, but there's just some that. Uh, one thing I like about them is they have you know the very depressing type subject matter in terms of how they how they rap, what mm -hmm. they talk about. But they also have very witty lines yeah. that, that go along with it that are kind of like, okay, that make you feel a little more comfortable about their subject matter. Yeah. Like, they'll hit you with some real depressing shit and then hit you with like a joke in their line where you're like, okay, well, now it's like you kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, the, my favorite line in there is, is again, kill, okay, tangent. Kill Bill, as far as the tier list of X Society goes, was definitely on the lower side for me. Okay. For me. I wasn't a huge fan of Kill Bill. But this, I think my, like how, like, I don't know. My like for Kill Bill has grown. Because of this album? album? Yes. Like he's arguably, he's far and away the best rapper on this album. Like Dude, Rav does a Rav does a good job. Remember he took Arif a break. A good job. Square was good. Yeah. He, he took, took a, a break, break from, from social media for like six months. Yeah, something happened. I mean, I always I think Rav and Killbo were my favorites, but something happened. He went fucking off on this album. Yeah, like I think far and away the best rapper on that, and out of the four of them on that, Square does a good. Square's had his own like personal song was good. Square does more of the hooks and the chorus and singing. Yeah, Same with Rav. I think um, Aerospace says in one of the songs, "Look at Square, his cute singing ass." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. Like they do have very serious sort of matter about their own mental health, but they don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. And oh, I think that's wait. another, that's another thing I think they, they, they excel at. I, one of my favorite songs is good grief. Yes. That one's more about just people, how people react to them rapping. It's not really depressing. Yeah. But true. I, I where, th where's it at? Where's the album at? I ah, think isn't in the beginning aerospace goes, this is not Republican music. <laughs> yeah. Shout out one time to the boys in blue, and then you can hear everyone laughing. <laughs> that shit was so funny. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. Um, uh, Astasis is one of my favorite songs on there. I was gonna mention Astasis. That's very good. Yeah, uh, Blunts and Clementines is good too. Viridian's also really good. But like, oh, also shouts out to insert. I can't remember the insert name. Insert sponsor the name here. Yes, that one's really funny. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, it's like one of those things where they don't take themselves too seriously. 
but they talk about very serious stuff. Yeah. And they have very serious lines in there, but you get all that kind of stuff in there. I think having that kind of outlet for them is something that, that's probably, you know, good for their mental health. So, um, yeah, so it's just one of those things where I, Kill Bill is far and away the best rapper on the out of the four of them on this album, and definitely I have might have to go back to his discography because on first listen I was like, eh, you know, I'm not super into this style, but he did a great job on this. Check back I'd, on uh, Ramona. Ramona's his yeah. big his big boy tape. That's the one that everyone that's like a fan favorite. Yeah, I would look at that one. And then another random tangent. I think Rav needs to make more beat tapes. Oh, his last beat tape was so good. Yeah, I think Rowdy's made more beat tapes. That's a, just a random yeah. tangent opinion. But Rowdy's does a good job on this album, too. But I think his most recent beat tape is crazy. And it needs, he needs to do more of those. But, uh, so, yeah. So, 7.5 uh, out of you. The oh, reason it's 7.5, it would be an 8. 8.5 just because great album, very depressing. I'm docking it half a point as a fan because EXP share is not on the album. And I think that's my favorite song out of the four. Dude, they should have put that on the album. It's I love that song. Why is it not on the album? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was going to be because they released The Lodge, and The Lodge is also on the album, which is another good song. Yeah, true. But, dude, EXP Share is my favorite song by them as a collective. And that's why. So this is more of a finger wag as a fan. (laughs) I'm docking it half a point because that song's not on the album. Yeah, I, but if it was if it was on the album, it'd be eight eight out of ten. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'll give it an eight, uh, kind of an eight point five, just because um, it's one of those things where you know, it's a very serious serious subject matter when it comes to you know dep- depression, mental health, all that stuff. But they don't take themselves too seriously, yeah. so I think that makes it a, a a lot easier of a listen. And so that's why I'll give it like eight eight and a half. Um, the last, I guess, last. Uh, uh, musical project we'll get into is is Getaway EP by Orion Sun. And uh, it was funny, I know last episode you had mentioned it as like a recommendation. And it was so funny because I was going to do, I was going to do this like talk about it a little more in depth with uh, Getaway, with uh, the Jukebox episode. So yeah. um, it's funny how that works out. So, wait, 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 give me two seconds my grandma's calling me. Oh lord, okay. Um, yeah, so I think as far as artist comp, if you don't know who Orion Sun is, like artist comparison, I guess, if you like Sid from the internet, if you like Sid, like her music, you definitely would like Orion Sun. Um, I think that was, uh, that was the best, um, comparison that you could have made because it, I think if it perfectly encapsulates what Orion Sun's sound is is in a good way not in a like comparing way you know yeah no like if you like if you like Sid you'll like Orion Sun because the uh subject matter is you know kind of the same it's ironically enough because you know she is uh you know she she's a lesbian and she like you know that's what she sings about too especially on like some of the songs so it's like one of those things where you know the Sid comparison just makes sense and so, uh, kind of going down her her like, I guess the songs in the EP, um, intro goes crazy. Uh, definitely a good, for lack of a better word, introduction. <laughs> <laughs> introduction into the 
to the uh, to the EP. Pressure is really good. Concrete, I love goes concrete. crazy. I love Dirty concrete. Dancer. Yeah, Concrete goes crazy, and you know you can get that that Sid comparison makes a lot more sense once you listen to Concrete. Yeah. Um, d- okay, I guess this is where we might disagree. Dirty Dancer is the most popular song on the EP, mm-hmm. but I'm not a huge fan of it. I see why you're not, but I also see why it's the most popular. Yeah. And it all has to do with taste. I guess in, in for lack of a better word, I guess you can say it's her most commercial song. Yeah. It's the most generally appealing I yeah. guess I I get for for again lack of better words I'm not Mr. Uh, Fantano who who knows music theory and yeah. shit. Um, I just I just have that feeling of like yeah if people were to listen to this uh, EP I think a lot more people would gravitate to Dirty Dancer. But you again you were talking about your taste it's a little more you're a little more into the soul to the jazz you know yeah but also just i think the the what she talks about on there which i get i know like the the subject matter is like just you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know not advertising yourself to somebody you want to be with but kind of in that same kind of vein my thing is just yeah. like i don't know there's not much that she's saying like she doesn't really say much and then goes into the chorus. You see what I'm saying? Okay. She doesn't really talk about that much. That's an interesting take. Yeah. But like, I, I, I can't, I'm going to look up the lyrics just so I can make sure I have my point straight. No, no <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, I know what you're saying. It's just, I didn't think of that. But once you, well, when you say it and you think about it, yeah, I kind of agree. And like I said before the podcast, funny enough, the song's written by Guap Dad. Yeah. Okay, so let me... Okay, so like just just random shit. Okay, this is... Verse one. Mm-hmm. You got me waiting at the corner, waiting at the red light, waiting at the crosswalk, thinking of you, waiting in line at the grocery store, waiting for an Uber, thinking of you, look. And then it goes to the chorus. I'm a dirty dancer. If I like, I pull my pants up. I just want to be the one you want to dance with. Forget all that bullshit. Just all that in the chorus, right? Yeah. But you think about that first verse, it's like, what did you say? Uh, she said that she's waiting. <laughs> and in, but then you get... in one, two, three, four, five, in seven and se- seven lines, she said, I'm waiting. <laughs> right, like, I don't know. And then you take, like, Concrete, which is my favorite song. Mm-hmm. No shade, but you're going to see how you're going to go through, put dirt, put dirt on my name, G's. Nigga, please, I know that you're proud of me. Sprouting from the underground through the concrete. Baby, slow when you ride me. Take your time with me. Making honey drip down like a bumblebee. Fuck me like she proud of me. That's hard yeah. as hell. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's that, hard that, as that, hell. That, that's a, 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 that's an artist painting a picture with words. You can. It's hard can, as hell. Yeah, visualizing what she says and shit. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I don't know. Dirty Dancers is the most popular song on that EP, and it's just not really for me. But that's the thing. It's there's like, you you just, you just brought up her lyrics and said that's hard as hell. Not a lot of people would listen to lyrics and be like, "Ooh, look at what she's saying and this and that and blah blah blah." Uh, most people can relate to going to Publix and being like, "Damn, should I text her?" You know? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. 
So that's why right. I, that's why I'm saying it's 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 more the commercially favorable song, and that's why more people yeah. listen to it. I guess it was just one of those things where I'm like, damn, like there's not much that she's really saying yeah. on here, and it's not even like concrete is even very like profound or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just the use of again for someone like me and you who listens to lyrics and you know has listen has been listening to like lyricism since we were young it's like you 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 pay attention to that kind of stuff and you appreciate it more than other than most people i would say yeah that's true <laughs> that's just really a thing but yeah i think definitely gets like an eight eight slash seven point five out of me because there are definitely some songs on there that you know again kind of like with the rex Orange county one where it's like there are songs that i would 100% without a doubt put in my rotation of songs to, to play on a playlist mm. but uh, there are some that probably won't make it yeah. like you know Dirty Dancer's not making it for me <laughs> Without You Interlude's good Celebra- uh, Celebration depending on what playlist I decide sure. to make because I'm a big playlist maker in general no. Celebration might make it it might not you never know so like Intro Pressure and Concrete Fire and then the last three on the on the on the EP are ones that are kind of hit or miss for me, so that's right. So like, what do you about you? What what do you what are you giving it? Uh, I want to say a seven out of ten because I I want to see I want to hear a full length album by her. I think she does have one, but like, but like, like a, a, a more a, a newer one. Yeah. yeah, I know she has a she has one. It's a I mean, it's pretty short. It's only 11 tracks. It's called Hold Space for Me. I think it came out in 2020. So, you know, she has, she's, she's kind of been newly on the scene in terms of yeah. her yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, music career. Uh, as but far, yeah, as, far as, as, an, as an EP goes, yeah, 7 out of 10. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I, I think you listen to, you would listen to R&B more than I do. Yeah. I have to be in the mood, kind of. Yeah. But even the, <laughs> even then, like, I'll, I'll lay in bed, I'll, I'll turn it on and be like, hell yeah, I'm vibing. Yeah, I feel you. Um, so, you know, got through all of that stuff. Um, anything new that you want to recommend moving forward? Dude, I don't know why. I sent you this. I am hooked on Jaleel <laughs> from TikTok. <laughs> Bro, I don't know what it is. I'm not a huge fan of, like, rage rap. Yeah. Like the I Miss the Rage type joint? Yeah, but, dude, this guy Jaleel's just hype. And he's funny as fuck on TikTok. It's just good vibes. Yeah. yeah. Jaleel, yeah. If you like if you like, <laughs> if you like, him, I think you'd like uh, Midwest. Have you heard of him? No. He's It's the same kind of, you know, vibe. I think that I Miss the Rage type deal. Okay, so... Going back to the original point about the SoundCloud thing, mm. it's two, it's a two-way thing that's going on. So either they're just gonna go straight into the video game beats with hyperpop and that kind of like I Miss the Rage type song, sure. or just go straight into pop punk. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That so like sense. that's the that's the wave it's going now with that stuff. And I think it's funny for as much as we don't, me and you don't like Cardi, Playboy Cardi. His influence is ridiculous. It's insane. It's it's insane. It's he's sprouted good artists. 
he's, you know, inspired. Again, this guy, Jaleel. Fucking, I, I love him. Yeah. And and people would say, but you don't like Cardi's rage stuff? And not really. I don't. But I don't know. It's because of the baby voice. The baby, I, t- the baby I, t- voice I text does. this to you. The baby voice kills me. I can't do it. The baby I voice cannot does, do it. does not help. But it's also. I cannot do it. It's also like he says some dumb shit, dude. <laughs> he says some really yeah, I, dumb shit. I think it's just it's hilarious. Uh, I think besides what, besides Jaleel, um, yeah. This band called Just Friends released a, a, a an album called Hella, and it's pretty good. I like it. Lil B's on there twice. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I like it. They're it, this band is hard to explain because like they have a song that's like that's kind of hard as like a lot of power chords but then they have a song called like fever and it's very bass heavy and there's like church organs like yeah church electric organs and it's like funky and you're like oh okay i feel this yeah. I don't know. it they're interesting they're an interesting band that's nice uh so for me I have a a single, so UMI or Yumi. I don't know how to say her name. Another R and B artist. Uh, I'm a, bit, a huge fan of her. She has a a song, a single out off of her new album is coming out. It's a song called Sorry. Uh, super smooth, chill song. Um, off of it's I guess an album that's coming out called Forest in the City. Um, I like I like her subject matter. It's definitely more just about her as a person. That kind of like self realization. That kind of self uh, journey of self exploration um, that she kind of goes through, and just her own personal experiences that she she goes through. And it's, I like I really like her her music. Um, and so the song "Sorry," which is like her single off of the album that's mm. going to come out pretty soon. I don't know when it's coming out. It's called "Forest in the City." So go check that out. And then also, I know we didn't get a chance to talk about it, and I wanted to, but I just saw this on my mind is Continuance by Currency and the Alchemist. It's a uh, a joint uh, album. Alchemist Alchemist and the joint albums are always going to be great albums for me. Um, Currency is is a quality and quantity rapper. He puts out so many tapes. He puts out a fuck ton. It's like he he keeps up with the Griselda boys. Yeah, like I think... Currency, I, I cannot tell you like how many times I like just randomly look up and go, oh, another currency, currency album. album. <laughs> like he just puts so much shit yeah. out. I think that's that's good. I mean, it, it, it's good and can backfire in a lot of ways. But for him, it's always good. He's kept I think, up. I think he's kept up. Obviously, some EPs and tapes are going to be better than others. Sure. But he's just cons- like he's very consistent with how much out music he puts out within a given year. Mm. Within the next, within a given like five years, ten years, ever he just puts out a lot of music, and so again, this is one of those, uh, one of those really good projects that he put together. Um, my favorite song on there is uh, "No Yeast," featuring Boldy James. Every time, every time there is an Alchemist song with Boldy James Boldy. on it, it's always going to be fire, no matter what. So no yeast by featuring Boy James is fire on there. The rest of the album is really good too, but um, yeah, that's another thing. Continuance by Currency and the Alchemist is a is a is a big thing. So mm-hmm. um, 
so yeah that is everything we got for you guys today uh, i appreciate you listening in if you um if it's your first time listening to us uh, we do talk a bit more about anime but this is just another kind of episode uh, another type of thing we're kind of doing with the name the aesthetic of of nostalgia plus ultra so we we appreciate you listening in please 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 follow us on twitter um and uh you know interact with us over there um a quick shout out to to the famicon line famicon line uh discord i don't know how to pronounce it i really sorry if i butchered that i'm in their discord uh super cool community of black creatives uh throughout different you know different types of stuff cosplay anime food uh music all this kind of stuff they they have different you know stuff on that discord and uh, i really appreciate you guys putting me in that discord and you know allowing me to kind of interact with some of you guys too so i appreciate that um for those who have downloaded our stuff like we went from it's cool milestone we went from just over 300 downloads to over like 2000 in the past 30 in the past 30 days just total downloads across all of our episodes so if that is you that have have downloaded some of our newer stuff um that are that are listening to our stuff now we appreciate you no matter where you are in the united states or you know if you started downloading some stuff across the pond uh we appreciate you guys so if you're listening to this and you get all the way through it please follow us on twitter at nost plus ultra and we can kind of you know interact with us and shout us out and, and we'll def- we definitely enjoy hitting you guys up also you know follow at andre alonzo 17 he's that's, that's the manzo's uh um, twitter account so please find us and and hit us up because we love talking to you guys so uh yeah that's been all the time we've had for today uh i've been nostalgia as told by zo we'll see you guys next time peace peace